Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing, the show where busy people like you learn how to build substantial passive income while creating wealth for the long term. And now, here's your host, Marco Santarelli. Welcome to Passive Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Marco Santarelli, and welcome back to another episode. Can you believe how fast this year is going? We are at the end of January already, and time is just flying by. Have you been uh, working on your 2017 goals? Have you even set any 2017 goals? I hope you did. I know I did. I do that at the end of every year, and I review them from time to time. I try to achieve all my goals, but obviously nobody's perfect, and sometimes we set our goals so high that you, you just can't achieve everything you set. But the important thing is that you have some goals, and the important thing is that you work towards them. And I think that if you shoot for the stars and you only hit the moon, I think you're farther ahead than you would have been otherwise. So, you know, it's important not to waste time. Um, I like a saying, it's your future is created by what you do today, not tomorrow. So if you take action every day, even if it's just a tiny little step, it'll get you closer and closer to where you want to be. So I wanted to do another episode of Ask Marco. I get a good number of... Uh, questions that come in. People submit them through PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com. Uh, some people just email them directly to me and I keep them in a folder and sometimes I go back to them and learn from them myself. But uh, I wanted to cover three or four of those questions here today and I thought they were appropriate given that we're still early in 2017 and these are um, questions based on moving forward and what to do this year. So the first question here is from Agnes and she says, Hi Marco, Happy New Year. What do you think of the real estate market heading in 2017? Uh, my husband and I are, have been searching for a small apartment to invest in. We are in the Houston, Texas market. It seems like everything is overpriced and with the raising interest rates, feels like we are at the peak of the market. I guess you invest at the national level, so you might have a different perspective. I found some other investors start moving capital into Atlanta and Phoenix area. Do you find there is a shortage of good deals on single family side? Happy investing, Agnes. So Agnes, yes, the U.S. housing market is hot and some cities are obviously much hotter than others. Now, again, remember, there is no such thing as a U.S. housing market, quote unquote. Every real estate market is local. But, you know, what we're finding is that even normally depressed and quiet markets are coming to life and they're beginning to catch investors' eyes. The difference in this latest real estate rebound is the number of Americans looking to rent and how that is creating an incredible investment opportunity here for rental income properties to create obviously passive income. Consider these renter statistics. Growth in rental demand was the largest for people with incomes under $25,000. Now, is that a demographic that I myself go after or that we recommend to our investors? Usually not. Uh, and the reason for that is we find often that these um, low-income tenant demographics tend to rent properties in C-grade neighborhoods. And although we have some of those properties from time to time on our website, we don't typically recommend them. You need to be a certain type of investor, and it obviously needs to fit within your criteria for that to make sense. The numbers look very impressive on paper. Uh, if you have a good tenant that stays for a while, the rates of return are very high. But generally speaking, that's not our area of focus. 
Um, but that lower income group accounted for 4 million new renters over the past decade. And that's a lot. And, and that trend continues to grow. But the growth for people with household incomes over 50,000 accounted for 3.3 million new renters. And what's interesting is that there was an increase of 1.6 million renters for those that have incomes of $100,000 a year or more. So the bottom line here is that rental demand has been growing every year for many years now, at least since 2009, 2008. So we're in a good position here with strong rental demand and growing rental demand. The amount of rental stock in single-family homes is a big share. In fact, the uh, single-family house share of the market increased 34 to 40% of the total rental stock. So you can see that single-family homes makes up over a third of that total rental stock. And vacancy rates was less than 5% in 75% of the United States. In other words, three-quarters of the largest cities in 2015 were markets that had vacancy rates of less than 5%, which is a very strong rental market. So things are in alignment for us as real estate investors. Now, you look at the outlook, you know, with or without Trump, the U.S. economic outlook is very good. Uh, the outlook for rental income property is is exceptional. We have a perfect storm with historically low interest rates, strong rental demand, population growth. Um, in the right markets, you have strong demand for housing, both sale and rentals. When you talk about a peak market, you are referring to a specific market. So I don't want you to think that we have reached a peak. When you talk about a peak, you have to talk about a market. So have we reached a peak in a particular market, let's say uh, San Francisco? I think we've reached a peak a long time ago in many ways, but the problem is, is there's limited housing, strong demand, and limited land. So you have a lot of people with high incomes and growing incomes trying to find housing in a market that has low supply and slow growth in that supply and that creates a problem, an artificial market where you get demand pushing prices through the roof. And you can compound that problem with foreign capital moving into the country, places like San Francisco. There are markets around the country where we see a lot of foreign capital flowing in and, again, artificially pushing up that demand. So don't think we're at a peak. We're not at a peak. Um, you just have to focus on the right market. Your comment about apartments is um, is a good one. Apartments are very hard to find, at least good deals. And the reason for that is because of the strong demand for rentals, investors have been chasing after great apartment deals and have basically gobbled them all up. So by pushing prices up, the yields have gone down. Those cap rates have gone down. Uh, a lot of the apartment deals that come across my desk are in the 5% range, which just doesn't cut it. So anyway, apartments are hard to find. You probably have to sift through 100 or more to find a good deal, a really good deal that makes sense, unless you're finding a distressed apartment complex and fixing it up. But you know that takes on a whole other dynamic and a bunch of other risk. But at the end of the day, there are always good deals out there. Just remember that. If you're looking in the right market, remember rule number six, take a top-down approach. Start with the right market in mind. That market has to have a good story, good fundamentals, good economics. If you start there and you work your way down to the right neighborhoods, 
then you find good properties within those neighborhoods, you've mitigated a lot of your risk. And now it's just a matter of what do the numbers look like? Do they make sense? And if they make sense, that's probably a good deal. Just do your due diligence. Next question from Jade. Jade writes in, says, Hi, Marco. Do you believe it is important to wait or jump into real estate investing from a price perspective in brackets versus the economic perspective you explained clearly above? Uh, I guess this is out of uh, an article on our blog. Uh, Checking since prices on investment properties seems to have gone up considerably in 2016. Jade. Uh, Okay, so... This is similar to the previous question. You could have said that at any year in time. You could have said that, yeah, should I be investing this year because prices have gone up from last year or the year before? You have to understand that real estate moves up and down in cycles. Some markets are very cyclical in nature. The coastal markets and some interior markets, they gyrate considerably, sometimes even double digit year over year. And I think that is problematic. It's very, very difficult to try and time a market. The fortunate thing with real estate is it does move very slow compared to other asset classes. But it's not short term. The question, again, is where should I invest, not when should I invest? For me, any time is a good time. There are always deals out there. So I don't rely on making my decisions based on timing or feelings. I personally select the right investments based on hard facts. And the big one is, you know, in which location. So again, start with the right market in mind. If if you're trying to chase after appreciation, as I've said many times, that's a form of gambling. It's really speculation. You are banking on the fact that property values will go up year after year, that they'll be higher next year compared to this year. And gambling is just high risk and investing should not be gambling. You have to factor out that whole emotional piece of it. Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time, he did not become the world's richest person by gambling. And every good investor knows with a high probability what is going to happen. And so you have to look at the facts. It all comes down to those facts. So real estate, fortunately, is very forgiving. Buying real estate in the perfect location is like buying an investment with insurance. Time will take away all stupidity. (laughs) So time will take away stupid decisions that you've made in purchasing that property at at a price that may be too high. Um, So keep in mind that if you are buying at market value, or even if you're in a good market and you happen to be paying a little bit more, and I don't suggest you do, but... If the deal is good enough and there is great future potential for that and you feel strongly about it and you have facts to support it, then it may make sense. But if you make an error, as long as you've got cash flow and durability and sustainability in that property, if you make an error in the purchase price or let's say you have some deferred maintenance that you didn't know about, now you have to deal with it and so there's an initial cost up front, some capital expenditure, that will work itself out over time. That's the nice thing about real estate is it, it is forgiving. But remember, real estate prices are determined by supply and demand, which are based on market facts, not on seasons or cycles, which would be based on timing. So this is why I do not recommend that you base your decisions on timing the market. So demand varies by time, but it's always based on facts. So do your due diligence, understand the market, 
understand the reasons to invest in a particular market, especially a market that has job growth and a market that has population growth and a good business climate, growth in business, because that leads to more jobs, uh, maybe rising incomes overall. When you look at those facts, then you can make a more sound decision. But don't speculate. Don't look at a market because it has been appreciating and has been for five years, and you believe that will continue to go on for another two to five years. It may, it may not. Uh, but if you have cash flow, which is the glue that holds that deal together, then you are making a prudent decision. So I hope that helps. Um, the third question here is from Eric. Uh, Eric says, hi, Marco. I recently discovered your podcast and I've heard many amazing success stories. In real life, I've heard many terrible failure stories. Can you share some failure stories for the real estate investor and how they were overcome and mitigated in the future? particularly for the beginning investor who does not have any firsthand success experience to carry them through. Thank you and keep up the great work. Okay, Eric, um, you know, I might need to do a, an entire episode on this. So let me just give you a couple of uh, quick bullet points here. Uh, first of all, if a deal sounds too good to be true, it might be and probably is. Uh, this is why you need to understand the deal, ask lots of questions, gather the facts, evaluate real numbers, talk to the people involved, uh, talk to people who are not involved just to get a second opinion. Uh, so again, the point here is make sure you, you verify everything. You know, there's that saying from Ronald Reagan, trust but verify. Um, make sure that everything is what it is and it is factual. Second, um, where people make mistakes and fail, if you will, is they're looking for the right deals in the wrong places. So again, start with the market in mind, look at the right places to invest. The mistake that I think some investors make is that they get presented some great deals, quote unquote, great deals, but in actuality, they're looking at the property and they're not stepping back to look at where's this located, what's nearby, what's the neighborhood like, what's the crime like, What's the entire market like? Is it depressed? Is it growing? Are there economic challenges within that market? So um, the right deal has to start with the right place and keep that in mind. So look for the right deal in the right market, not the wrong market. Um, third, you know, again, I've talked about speculating, but cash flow is everything. Uh, you you want to make sure that you calculate things right, that the property that you're looking at is cash flow positive and budget in for vacancy, budget maintenance and repairs, and uh, and also have a budget long-term for capital expenditures. You know, after 20, 25 years, you'll probably need to replace a roof. Um, your HVAC system and your water heater will, uh, you know, at some point need to be replaced as well. So these are things you have to keep in mind, but don't speculate and focus on the cash flow. The equity will take care of itself over the years, over time. Uh, never skip inspections. Uh, this is one of the things that I see investors make uh, in the beginning. They, they, they just go off the seller's word that everything is in good condition. They might get a list of things that were fixed or replaced or, or added, and it, it just seems like everything is in order. But uh, never skip an inspection. And I did this long, long time ago when I was buying some properties out of state. I uh, I had too much trust in the real estate agent I was working with and I was going off what she was telling me as well as what was written up in the MLS where we were buying that particular property and 
I just decided to uh, go forward. The deal was too good. I didn't want to lose it. And so uh, I skipped doing an inspection and then later found out that there were a lot of problems. And so I ended up having to pay thousands of dollars in repairs for miscellaneous things, but never do that. Um, use reputable management companies. This is critically important. Vet them out, talk to them, maybe check some references, look them up online, um, just do some due diligence. You know, now we, we help you do a lot of this stuff here at, at Norada Real Estate. So um, some of this stuff is, is going to be done for you, but also we're going to help you do it because we want to make sure that you're on the front line and, and doing the due diligence for yourself. But, you know, I got into a situation many, many years ago where I had over $6,000 stolen from me from a property manager. I just had too much trust. The tenants were paying cash. She was collecting cash instead of doing what you could do today is just have automatic deposits or ACH deposits right into an account. But uh, but anyway, she had a bunch of checks and cash and um, they never showed up. Uh, she claims that she mailed them to me, dropped them off at UPS, and that was the last she saw it. Uh, I can't prove anything, but I have strong reason to believe that she just pocketed my money and disappeared. Actually, she didn't disappear. She just denied the fact that uh, she had anything to do with it. And then I guess the last point here is use logic. Take emotion out of it. Never let greed control your actions. That's danger. Uh, If you get emotionally attached to a deal, then you talk yourself into buying a deal that you think is better than it actually is. And you might overlook things that are issues or could become issues. So put the logic cap on and just realize that if this deal is not what you think it is and it's not a good deal, there are many other deals out there. Uh, We see tons of deals every day. We post them on our website. And, you know, I've said time and time again that the deal of the century comes along once a week. So if you're out there and you're patient and you're looking and you have a criteria and you're not letting yourself be irrational and driven by emotion, you will do well. I think I'm going to wrap it up there. We've gone for about 20 minutes. I could go on with other questions, but if you have a question, by all means, send it to me. You could go to PassiveRealEstateInvesting.com, click on Ask Marco at the top, and uh, go ahead and submit that. I would be more than happy to answer as many as I can uh, on future episodes. So I hope this was helpful. Um, any feedback would be great. Thank you for all the great reviews and the five-star ratings on iTunes. I truly greatly appreciate that. And I'm always touched when people come back and say, hey, you know, you've really helped me or you've inspired me or you've put me on the right track or you've saved me thousands of dollars in mistakes on a deal that I was about to purchase. Whatever the case is, I, I love those stories. I'm happy to help. My team is happy to help. So Anytime you know, you're thinking about making a move, maybe bounce it off one of my investment counselors. We're here to help you. So anyway, have yourself a great week. I'll be back next week with another episode and um, have yourself a great 2017. Are you on track to achieve your financial goals? Income-producing real estate is the most historically proven way to accumulate wealth and has created more financial freedom than any other means. Norada Real Estate provides everything you need to invest in the best turnkey cash flow rental properties. Our simple proven system will help you create real wealth and passive monthly income. Get your free strategy session with our knowledgeable investment counselors at noradarealestate.com. That's N-O-R-A-D-A realestate.com. 
Nothing on this show should be considered specific personal or professional advice. Please consult an appropriate legal, tax, real estate, or business professional for individualized advice. For distribution or publication rights and media interviews, please contact the host.